Lord, I thank you so much that you have a understanding of who I am, Lord. And I'm thankful that you are able to see my heart and you're able to see my motives. And Father, you know how much we can struggle with trying to get our words out and trying to say exactly what you want to say. And so, Father, I um, admit that I am I am nothing without you. I am weary and I am um, just a vessel for you to work through tonight. And so I'm asking, Lord, that you would have your anointing come upon me, that your word would fall on fertile ground today, Lord. Let it not only speak to these ladies, but Father, let it speak to my heart. Let it, let it plant a seed and let it take root, Father, for your kingdom, for your glory. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity. I don't take it lightly, Lord, that you allow me to be a vessel for you. So speak through me today. Speak to these ladies and let your anointing fall throughout this broadcast tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Alrighty. I'm not going to um, take a long time. I'm going to go ahead and just jump right in this. And um, so, I hope everybody's had a great Tuesday. I um, went to the Christmas parade to watch my grandparents, my Nana and my Papa, um, ride their motorcycles in the Rusk, the City of Rusk Christmas parade today. And it was so packed. It was um, a great success. I love seeing our community come together and able to celebrate this season. And um, so I um, did that, and that's why I'm kind of coming on here later tonight. But um, I'm glad to have all of you with me, and I'm glad that people can go back and replay this as well. So, all right, I just want to give a shout out to um, Kelly and Kirk Romero last night. They um, definitely stirred something in my spirit today and it kind of it's funny how the Lord works because I've been reading in Deuteronomy now for quite a while and um, I'm really trying to do an in-depth study on it and so I'm really trying to read paragraph by paragraph and see what things stick out to me and if you know anything about the first five books of the Bible a lot of it can be rules um, a lot of it is um, you know Levitical law what um the Israelites had to do before the Messiah came. And so I am really trying to soak in as much as I can, trying to learn as much as I can. And um, with that being said, I have been reading in Deuteronomy the past couple of weeks, or yeah, past couple of weeks. And this um, line stuck out to me. I'm gonna read it to you. My big, huge Bible, that's viral Bible. It says this over and over and over again. It says, you must purge the evil from among you. It says that at the end of basically each passage that Moses is talking about when it comes to the Levitical law. He's telling the Israelites, all right, you're now entering into the promised land. These, This is what you have to do, right? This is what you have to do um, in order for you to follow the law that the Lord has given us. And so it says over and over and over again, you must purge the evil from among you. All right. God spoke to Moses about seven different times about purging evil in the book of Deuteronomy from chapters 13 through 24. All right. And how many of you know that when God speaks, it's a big deal. But when God repeats himself multiple times, then you need to say, hold on. Let me put an asterisk next to this because this means something. This is a big deal. So when I kept hearing over and over again, 
purge the evil from among you. Purge the evil from among you. I'm like, okay, Lord, I, I hear you speaking. I'm going to highlight this. And um, this is what I feel like the Lord gave me for that, okay? Do, I don't think it's a coincidence that Deuteronomy is the book that talks to us about blessings and curses. All right? And before, let's see, uh, it's chapter 27 where um, curses are explained. Right, it says, "Curse is the one who makes an idol. Curse is the one who dishonors the father and mother." And it goes on and on and on and on. I don't think it's a coincidence that leading up to that chapter, the Lord is speaking through Moses and He's saying, "Purge the evil from among you. Purge the evil from among you. Purge the evil from among you. Purge the evil from among you." He's speaking that over and over and over again. All right, I want to read to you what the word "purge" means. Okay. The word purge, I looked it up in the dictionary, or I looked it up on Handy Dandy Google, and this is what purge means. It means to rid of an unwanted quality, condition, or feeling. All right, that's the first definition. The second definition is to remove from an organization or place in an abrupt way. And the third is to physically remove or expel something completely. All right, so... Whenever the Lord is saying, purge evil from among, from among you, it's basically saying, get rid of this evil completely and abruptly, right? Now, this is something that I thought that was interesting. You only purge something that is unwanted, right? An unwanted quality, condition, or feeling. But I think a lot of the times we don't realize that whenever it says you must purge the evil from among you, what stuck out to me is the word among you at the end. I think a lot of the times we don't realize that there could be evil around us or there could be evil in our home or there could be evil in our minds, all right? And so what happens is, is because you're hearing it over and over and over again or you're seeing it over and over and over again, you become numb to it or you are not as sensitive to the evil that is around us. And so, although it's among you, maybe you've not been taking a spiritual inventory, or maybe you've not been taking a mental inventory of everything that's going on that you've been letting go on among you. Maybe you've turned a blind eye to it. Maybe you've had blinders over your eyes and you couldn't see that there is evil that has been among you. It's so easy for us as Christians, or just for us as human beings, period, to point out evil that is all around us, right? It's easy for us to get on Facebook and point out evil. It's easy for us to get on YouTube and point out evil. It's easy for us to get on social media of any, of any type and point out evil. It's easy for us to get on the news and say, okay, what they're marching about, what they're riding over in um, some, some big country or some big city, that's evil. But it's hard for us to take inventory and take a look around us of what's among us and say, you know what? I think the way I'm thinking might not be from the Lord. Or I think what I've been allowing my um, eyes to see on Netflix isn't something that the Lord would be okay with. You know, I think the way that I'm talking to my husband hasn't been godly. And if it's not godly, if it's not of God, then who is it from? And so today, I want to challenge everyone to take a step back and look at what's among you. Because it's so easy for us to look 
ahead and to look afar, but sometimes we need to take a step back so that we can just look in close proximity and say, what around me is doing more harm than good? What around me is not benefiting my relationship with the Lord? What around me is not benefiting my relationship as a mother, as a wife, as a friend, as a sister? And so I know that Kirk and Kelly challenged us yesterday and said, you know, we need to be careful with what we put in our bodies because we do have an enemy out there. And don't think that he's not going to try to attack you in every way and in every angle that he possibly can. And so I thank them for being obedient because I'll admit that something that I struggle with is not eating the right thing all the time, right? I want a Dr. Pepper. I want a sugar cookie. (laughs) I want um, a chili cheese tot from Sonic. But we, if, if you are wanting to be continually better with your relationship with the Lord and you're wanting to have a healthy fear of God, then that takes obedience. That takes um, picking up your cross daily. And so, no, nobody is perfect that is going um, live on these fight time broadcasts, on these fight time lives. None of us are perfect, but we are going to try to lead you in bettering yourself and that means being obedient and being obedient immediately look um, at the second um, definition that purge says it says remove from an organization or place in an abrupt way so that doesn't just mean that you look at whatever the Lord shows you as evil in your life and you say you know what Uh, I see that I need to get rid of that but feel like getting rid of it right now. So Lord, do I really have to get rid of that? Or maybe you come up with an excuse. Well, but my grandmother gave me this. Well, but is it really that big of a deal that I have this in my house? I mean, it's just an object, right? But he said, purge, you must purge evil among you. And it also means to expel completely out of your life. There is a reason why. The Lord said to his people, purge the evil from among you. All right, so I want to kind of help you. I want to kind of give you a challenge, but I also want to give you some direction on what I mean by purge the evil around you. Because I know you can hear um, us, us speak and me say, all right, you need to purge the evil. But you're like, well, how do I even know what's evil, right? So I want you to ask yourself over this week, I want you to ask yourself what evil you've allowed among you in your mind I, I get I gave four M's here okay in your mind what evil have you been allowing among you in your mind what evil have you been believing that that is a lie from the enemy what have you been believing that says that you're alone or that nobody loves you or that you're not worth it or that you're forgotten all right what have you been allowing in your mind what have you been allowing in your marriage listen I talked about the ministry of marriage the other day and do not think that the enemy doesn't target marriages because strong marriages make strong families and strong families make strong churches and strong churches make strong communities that reach other people and bring them in all right so what have you allowed in your mind what have you allowed in your marriage what have you allowed in your motherhood right we can get weary 
Mothers can get weary. Mothers can get burnt out. Mothers can um, feel like they aren't doing the right thing. Mothers can um, put their fr frustration on their children. What evil have you allowed in your motherhood? All right. And number four, I could not think of one for a home. So I'm going to say a mansion. All right. We're all blessed to have a home in the United States. And let me just say this. If you have a roof over your head and you have four walls that you are living in, then you are in a mansion compared to other places that are in this in this world. All right. So we are thankful. Lord, we are thankful to live in this country and to have the ability to live in a mansion compared to other places. So I'm not going to take that back. I am going to say that it's a mansion. All right. So you've got your mind, you've got your marriage, you've got your motherhood, and you've got your mansion. What have you allowed in your house? Objects, movies, TV, music. I'm pretty sure it's the Hebrew translation of the word music means to make the mind think. Right? Don't forget that Satan was the ultimate worship leader before he fell like lightning. Don't forget that he was over music. And don't think that that's not a tactic that he's going to use to distract you, to bring you down, to plant negative thoughts in your mind. Music is something that you need to be careful with. I'm just going to put that little bug in your ear, okay? So, allow the Holy Spirit to show you the evil that you need to purge. And then be obedient. Purge it. Get rid of it abruptly. Completely get rid of it and watch the Lord work in a magnificent way. All right, so those are the um, four things that I have for you today. Your mind, your marriage, your motherhood, and your mansion. Let's purge, ladies. Let's purge so that the Lord can operate through us freely. Let's purge because that's what he called us to do. You're chosen by God. And um, he wants you to purge evil so that he can work freely in your life and so that you can walk under the blessings that he paid the price for. And the last thing that I'll leave you with, I don't even think that I, I don't even think that I wrote it down. I wonder if I could look it up real quick because it was really good. One second, let me look this up. I meant to write this down and I didn't. Let's see if I can find it. Um, I've got a computer behind me. Yeah. All right. This is 2 Timothy 2 and 21. It says, therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from what is dishonorable, he will be a vessel for honorable use, set apart as holy, useful to the master of the house and ready for every good work. Ladies, let's be ready for 2023 or 2024. Let's be ready for the Lord to use us in a, in a, um, in, in good works, let us be set apart as holy, not because we deserve it, but because he wants to use us for his kingdom. And we have to purge all evil in order to do that. So Lord bless you. Um, may he keep you. May his face shine upon you today and for the rest of this week. And may he show you in every area of the evil that has been secretly at work within your midst this week. Have a great Tuesday and got to make a shameless plug here. Fight Time Conference 2024 is almost a month away. How crazy is that? Our third annual Fight Time Conference. We are so excited, so pumped. It's going to be a great, great event. It's free 
free childcare, free food. You got to come. I promise you won't regret it. The spirit of the Lord is going to move. And let me just say this. Our theme this year is a spiritual encounter. And when you have an encounter with the Lord, you will not leave the same. Things are going to change in a mighty way in your life. So come January 26th and 27th. That's a Friday and a Saturday. And I can't wait to see you all there. All right. Love you all. Bye-bye.